are now listening to The Awakened Soul. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Awakened Soul. Uh, you know, I'm always excited to talk to you guys. I, I know it's been a longer than normal break. We're going to make up to it. We're going to have two, maybe three episodes of The Awakened Soul this week. Um, this first one is is on the tax reform bill. Uh, me and Andrew Bello breaking it down. We went kind of long on it. That's why it's it's only that segment. So it's not going to be a lot of the other things you're used to in The Awakened Soul. We're still going to have an off the route with Hayes. I'm going to talk about some of the feedback from our last episode. Um, but I, but yeah, Andrew Bellows back to talk tax reform as well as a few other other topics. We got a Star Wars The Last Jedi review coming to you in a couple of days. And then we also this weekend uh, coming to you, we're going to have another episode with uh, Miss Breezy Breeze coming back. We're going to talk some sports, some football, um, as well as just a, a few other things going around in the culture uh, that we'll break down. So that's going to be um, the normal episode. So just be on the lookout for all that um we're gonna go ahead we're gonna get into our intro music on the other side of that we're gonna go off the with Hayes. where i'm gonna just talk about like i said some some uh other feedback we got from the colorism episode and just some other things i gotta say on the All right now, so the colorism episode, you know, I couldn't pick a better time to, uh, I guess, take a step back. I mean, it fell perfectly right before the Christmas holiday. And unfortunately, I recorded this episode with Angie Bello uh, before Christmas, but just with getting the family together and, and going back to St. Louis, I wasn't able to edit it and get it all out to you guys. But, you know, I mean, like I said, the colorism episode was a great one to kind of leave hanging, uh, left a lot to talk about, a lot to chew on. Um, the, the feedback from it has been overwhelmingly positive. I, I just want to say that thank you to everyone who sent emails in talking about the fact that we were able to put that discussion together, um, that we were able to talk about it at that degree. And, and, you know, all the facts and all the points of views and perspectives that were brought in um, over that episode. I just I, 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 when I put things like that together, when I do things, I'm always worried about how it may come off, how how other other people may take it. So when I get feedback and it's just so positive and, and just applauding um, the fact that we felt open enough to have that conversation and put it out there, it, it just lets me know that I'm doing the right thing here at The Awakened Soul. And I'm glad that people are taking this. I'm glad people are, are like I said, chewing on it and able to uh, want to continue that conversation. Like there was a conversation going on about it um on on several different mediums uh the 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 coolie.com um which i posted it there was some conversation going on uh there about it it's 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 humbling and, and i just this, that's the whole point of this podcast i said it on the first episode um this podcast is all about provoking thought and conversation that's what we're here to do we're here to spread some knowledge so the fact that that topic was able to do what it was supposed to do more power to you um now like i said out of all the feedback I got, which I've gotten well over probably 20 or 30 emails about it, um, all basically positive. We got a few that uh, not really negative about the conversation that we had about it, but more so just some of the mindset stuff. And I, I want to say this here. And I mean, there's also something in the in the um, in the segment with Bello uh, that I'm that I'm proud that me and him got into. But I want to drill this point, And I can't say this enough. L- being pro-black 
doesn't mean being anti-white. Listen to what I'm saying. You can very well be pro-black, be anti-racism, anti-bigotry, anti-anyone who has anything against anyone else for the color of their skin. But at the same flip side of that, you can't allow you wanting to be pro-black to be anti-white against everything that's Caucasian people because not all Caucasian people are bad. There are some terrible black people, some terrible Mexican people, some terrible black people. How about let's just all like-minded people who want to see equality and want to see um, everyone just treated well. How about let's just get all into that. I think some people get so caught up in this conditioning. It's it's still been conditioning us for so long to have a hate of white people or a degree of discontent automatically with white people and i want to grow past that i'm not saying let's not snuff out racism let's not call out the bigots let's not call out the people the 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 white people who are racist i'm not saying that at all we need to expose us our children and everyone else to that type of stuff we need to show them how to a notice racism be address it and and see let's help our culture grow from it but uh, you you hear a lot of people are so conditioned now to think that oh anything white i have to be against and that's not necessarily true this this it's time to grow from certain things like i said all racism is bad no matter who it comes from all bigotry is bad all people who put other people down and, and don't lift people up are bad regardless of race creed or anything else and also to, to piggyback off that even a little bit more i want everyone to to be proud of their heritage and a lot of times people think that oh for for me to for me to be proud of where I came from, where my people came from, it means that I have to act a certain way. I have to have these certain thoughts and it's be proud. Everyone should be proud of, or learn something about their heritage. There's there's such a, a great thing about learning where you've come from. I, I, and I, I want everyone to know that be proud, wear that like a badge of honor, wear what, what your people have been through, wear what your family's been through and where you're at. And hopefully you're taking that next step. Be prideful of who you are, but also treat others well. Like it, it, I, that can't be stressed enough. Just treat other people well. Like it, it's if so, if everyone didn't focus so much on just seeing in, in people who look like them and and wanting to lift, like let's lift up people. Let's just be better. That's 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 what. And I don't mean to stand on my high horse. I just want to see better. And when I look at my kids, my kids. I, they're the one things that let me know I'm doing something right because my kids are just such sweet people, but they also don't take much shit. <laughs> not at all. Like my kids, they they do not. And I, I just want people to be loving. Um, so, yeah, I mean, spread love. Love. Love is so positive. Um, help people uh, give back to your community. Help those in need like it, it, in this holiday time where we're all hopefully spending time with our family, all spending time with our loved ones. Think about the people who don't have loved ones, the people who don't have family. Um, Do something to give back to your community. I I just, I firmly believe that do something to give back. Um, Like this is off the route with Hayes. You know, I did, this is where I kind of just talk about some things that have been on my mind. Um, 
like I said, to get back into the colorism episode, uh, we're, we're doing some more stuff like that. We're going to do a few more panel discussions, uh, mix the panel up. Like I said on the podcast, Bree's going to be around uh, more than she uh, has been. Well, she's only been on one episode, so I guess it's not hard to be around more than that. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're talking about some things. Um, we're going to attack uh, attack. A topic a little different, a little differently than what most people talk. So look, look out uh, for that conversation with Brie coming soon. Uh, once we, once we finish a, a few other things, but I'm, I'm excited. And, and you know, going into 2018, we only have a couple of days left of 2017. Um, the Waking Soul has been around for about six to seven months now, but be on the lookout for 2018, not just from the Awakened Soul, but uh, from what we're gonna do. Uh, which is family oversaturate the podcast, uh, which is also family. We leave you this, which is family, um, dualistic family again. Like, um, it, it, I'm so proud of the connections that I build in these other podcasts because they're so dope. They're, they're extremely smart and intelligent people. And it's all about the culture. Um, so definitely check them out. Um, also the extra regular podcast is a new one for me. I, I don't think they have too many episodes either. Check them out as well. Two, uh, black women, really, really smart. Uh, I, I love how they break down topics. It's, it's very similar, honestly, to um, to Oversaturated and and kind of the Awakened Soul. Like they, I guess, they're the female version of Oversaturated. If I had to, if I had to pick one, they are. They're gonna do big things, really, really big things. Uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for that. Absolutely. Um, that's it. I really have nothing left. We're going to go ahead and get into the intro music for Stay Woke. On the other side of that, you're going to get me and Bello talking uh, tax reform. No, stay, stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. All right, people. We have we haven't done a stay woke segment in in quite a while and that's because my my partner in arms mr woke himself andrew bello uh we, we haven't been able to link up more because of me not not necessarily because of him because he's always game for anything but we do have the woken one andrew bello is back in the awakened soul what's going on bello not too much ceo and and you know what it's not you it's me throw me under the bus dude this is your platform Oh, I don't know. I, I, I take ownership over anything that does and does not happen here at the Awakened Soul because um, we could have made it happen. But I, I it's 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 been so let me let me just go over for, for the people of the Awakened Soul because I haven't said this before. I've been working 11 or 12 hour days every day for the last two weeks. So that's just Dang. what happens. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. So that's why like the last couple of episodes of the Awakened Soul have just basically been one segment but they've been long because i just haven't had the time to kind of do multiple recordings like i usually do um so i'm I'm looking forward to that calming down i'm looking forward to uh, i'm off the next 15 days from work starting tomorrow so it's just i'm looking for everything to calm down so we can get back to to doing stuff like we used to do because it's been such a blur thank god the kids haven't been here this last week or i may seriously just be living off I don't even know. Like, I have no idea what I'd be living off of because this shit's been killing me, man. Damn. Well, like you said, 15 days off. Not, not too bad, sir. So enjoy those. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to hear you've been working like that. That sucks, dude. I, I'm, now my my eight hour days in, in my little particular circle of hell doesn't seem so bad. Yeah, man, it's 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 been crazy. But you know what? I mean, it, it, it is what it is. You know, that's my saying for everything. I kind of deal with everything in stride. But, you know, let, let's enough, you know, talking about me and my life and the craziness that goes on there. 
How have you been, Bello? You know, me and you talk. We, we record another podcast, so I usually get to talk to you at least once every week. But uh, the the Awakened Soul listeners haven't heard from you for a while. So what's been going on? I've been been pretty good recently. Uh, that's that's for damn sure. At least in uh in my my political leanings, things have been on, kind of looking on the up and up recently. So uh so as far as that goes, which is mostly I guess how your audience knows me, things are on the up and up. But um as I was just telling you before we got off the air, I'm I'm in need of a new place to live. So I'm I'm going through that whole madness right now. Um probably gonna have to like move home with my parents for a week or two to try and figure all this stuff out. So I'm really not looking forward to that. But it is the far more, you know, financially sound decision rather than try to like, I don't know, rent a hotel for two weeks. That would be mayhem. So luckily I've got a I've got family that lives by and uh, they're, they're, they're good people. They take care of me. So uh, luckily I'm going to have have them to lead on and uh, I'm grateful for it. So at least I have that much going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, family, that's what family's for. I mean, you you, you always have a room here at Casa de la Johnson if you ever, ever need it. Um, you that's, may wake up good to know, may wake up with my son, like rolling his Thomas trains over you. But I mean, nonetheless, at least you have somewhere to sleep. Sorry, right. That'd be quite a commute to, to, to New Jersey every morning. <laughs> I mean, I like to think I'm active, but when I want to be, which is, which isn't all that often, but, uh, when, <laughs> but that, that would be a little much. I'd, I, I would say, but thank you. Your hospitality appreciated as always. <laughs> But nonetheless, um, we're here to talk a couple of topics. One that we're definitely going to touch on is net neutrality. And we're going to start there. You know, Bella, we're we're podcasters. A lot of what we do is based on the Internet because that's how people get our product. Um, so with with net neutrality being repealed, um, what, what was your first reaction when, you, when that came down and you heard about? It? Well, I was I was. Um following it along per, before the vote because i'm a redditor as you know I, i'm on reddit all the time and you could not shake this subject matter it got to the point to where I, I like i didn't know what it was i started looking into it because eventually it just got annoying and i mean i'm i'm okay with the decision personally um i mean i guess we could get into it in a little bit but uh i, I think there's a lot of people that are as usual grossly misinformed about a particular topic i saw a study that said 83 percent of people were for net neutrality now ceo can you think of anything that 83 percent of americans agree on um no uh, other than water is wet and even then i don't know if it'll be that high yeah like eighty three percent of our country doesn't even hate our president, despite what you might believe uh, but eighty three percent of people all leaning one way on something seems to me like there's just a lot of people that are just following the herd i I think the only thing I could think of is that like eighty more than eighty three percent of this country thinks slavery is bad other than that, I can't even think of anything that it would even touch like everything is so polarized these days, so when you see eighty three percent of people are in favor of this. Again, I had to look a little bit deeper and see exactly what this whole net neutrality thing was about, when it came about, why it is what it is and why it's such a big deal. And frankly, I think the whole thing was overblown, um, you know, going back to when it was initiated in 2015. I recall the Internet functioning just fine in 2014, if unless my memory has completely just lost me at this point. But I, I'm, I don't know that this is going to change the Internet forever. I'm most certain it will not be the death of the Internet. and. Um, I mean, we can get into, I guess, a few more details here. But what did you think about all this? I'm, I'm actually kind of curious. We haven't got a chance to talk about it. Um, I mean, initially, like you, I um, 
I thought like, okay, well, I mean, the internet was fine before. And that was my initial thought. And, you know, I thought it would be the same. And then when I started researching a little bit more, I did find out that things around the end of 2014 or middle were starting to change. Um, I believe, was it Verizon who who uh, throttled um, a couple of hundred subscribers or whatever and, and charged outrageous rates? Now, that's not quite net neutrality, um, but. You know, people are kind of confusing the difference in, in what they can charge and what they can't charge for. Um, so th- there were things that were kind of pointing in that direction. Nothing solid, nothing that that was concrete that you can absolutely say net neutrality stopped this from happening. But there were definitely concerns that were starting to be raised. Now, I mean, I just think about now, like even we're so much more connected now. Um, is it is it going to go make it? easier for for net neutrality to affect us or let or is it going to make it harder i i'm i'm not quite sure so um i mean my first reaction was just kind of you know i mean it, it is what it is it's going to be okay like that's my my first thought i've read some stuff that's been concerning but again just like um what what was the 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 2k virus or whatever it was called y2k, yeah, Y2K. Was, was supposed to like end all our computer use nothing happened so i'm kind of that mind as it stands right now i'm a little concerned i'm, I'm monitoring it um i, I read a lot of stuff that it, it i mean people write stuff to to make you worried i mean you gotta always and we've said that here before belly you gotta always kind of check the agenda of the sources you're reading um so i'm trying to read a little bit about everything i'm just gonna keep staying ahead of it as much as i can what do you think about that uh, I mean, I think that's always a good approach. And, um, you know, uh, there are most certainly valid concerns on both sides of this argument. When I say that there's people that are grossly misinformed, I think that they might even have the right idea. They just have no idea like where they got it from. So in my mind, in order for the Internet to be truly neutral, it would have to be every bit the lawless wild west that everyone likes to think that it is but the internet's already under a certain amount of regulation and the fcc has a lot to do with that to begin with they're the they're the they're the referees in all of this that stop companies like verizon from doing the throttling and while i'm not always in favor uh in fact quite often not in favor of government intervention where i don't think it's necessary i think in this case uh moving the power from what was essentially the government to now the corporations with the government kind of playing a referee to all of it I think it's a much better situation ultimately. So uh, I started looking into exactly the root of all this and what it was about. Uh, again, it really just comes down to is the government making decisions about the Internet or are corporations making decisions about the Internet? And I, I while corporations have every reason to be looked at with a side eye and wonder whether or not they have our best intentions at heart, they are still run by people, as is the government. Um, but the, the corporations are ultimately beholden to us because we're the ones that pay them. The government, once once these people get elected, they, they very quickly forget about who elected them. The, gov- the businesses need to continue to maintain business. And in order to do that, they're going to need to provide a product that we're going to want to pay for. So my thought is, is that everybody who's bugging out about they're going to charge you $9.99 a month for Netflix and they're going to charge you $2.99 a month for Twitter and this, that, and the other thing. Well, A, maybe everybody can use a little less internet usage. So maybe that's not a terrible thing to begin with. But B, um, if, if let's say Verizon attempts to raise your rates and charge you more money so that you could get the, the really good bandwidth for your Netflix, some other ISP will come along and not charge you that amount. For Netflix and with net with net neutrality as it was, it made it virtually impossible for these smaller ISPs to to ground to to like find footing in an area and compete with the bigger companies. Which is why even though all of these big ISPs 
uh, were for, they, they were all for net neutrality, despite the fact that they were probably pretending publicly that they weren't for peace PR reasons. Um, you, you know, the, the, the large ISPs were going to remain in power forever if net neutrality continued. And, um, and, and, you know, again, going back to government control versus corporate control, uh, the government did a lot of sketchy shit in the implementation of net neutrality. And yes, Barack Obama was the president at the time. I don't know that this is specifically like an evil Obama conspiracy theory, but uh, there are some things that were in place with the old agreement that I think are restrictive across the board on 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 our Internet use. Really, it's now more free, in my opinion, than it was. Time will tell. Uh, but basically what they did with this net neutrality is that they made the Internet a quasi utility. So now the government gets some control over all of what was going on there. In, in order to be an ISP, you needed to obtain a broadcasting license, which ultimately, if you start broadcasting things the government doesn't like, they cannot re they can now no longer issue a broadcast license, which means that you won't be able to operate and you'll just go bankrupt. So you're now beholden to the government as opposed to the government having to just kind of keep an eye on the corporations. Again, I just think this is a much better arrangement overall. But most specifically, they actually written they wrote into law that they can do this, that the government can decide what they want and what they don't want in a thing called the Countering Information Warfare Act of 2016. It was slid into a 3000 page military budget that was passed for the fiscal year of 2017. And basically what its purpose is, is identifying this is a quote, identifying current and emerging trends and foreign propaganda and disinformation, including the use of print broadcast online and social media support for third party outlets such as think tanks political parties and non-governmental organizations and the use of covert or clandestine special operations and agents to influence targeted populations. So this whole thing is about the government wanting control of information. Somebody, when I was reading about this comment underneath it, why don't they just call this the InfoWars Act? Because that's exactly what it was dedicated to is, is monitoring and, 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 you know, basically throttling in a certain degree, um, you know, non-state propaganda, whatever that may be. Because they list non-state propaganda, but there is no definition to be found anywhere in the law as to what exactly that means. So, again, anyone who's worried about, like, you're not going to be able to go on certain websites, in my opinion, that was far more likely under the previous agreement. And now the net neutrality, it, uh, which is a misnomer in and of itself because it's not neutral. It's just shifted from the government to corporations. Um, it, it, it was just sort of it was labeled as such to kind of make it sound like it was this great thing. And at the end of the day, while it might not ultimately be the best thing in the world that it was repealed, it's not the worst thing either. And I think uh, ultimately everything's going to work out just fine. It might even work out better where we have competition in ISPs and maybe we're paying less for faster speeds. I think that's a much more likely scenario under this current arrangement now with no longer having net neutrality than it was under net neutrality. And that was a lot there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I'm used to it. But um, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a, a key thing about let's let's point out some of the positives about about this being repealed is that it is going to require ISPs to be more transparent about what they're blocking, what they're what they're ca causing you to pay for. I mean, there were times that I think just this past year where um, I think it was Comcast that it came out that they were throttling people after they, they passed a certain amount and you didn't know it. Now they have to be clear about that. So you're going to, you're going to know exactly what you're paying for. And I'm not saying that make that, that completely washes away any concerns with net neutrality, but at least now you'll be able to hopefully clearly know exactly what you're paying for when you pay these ISPs. And that's something that I think a lot of people are missing out on and they just want to paint another stroke of, of just the negative.
Oh, absolutely. Frankly, I don't think a lot of people knew what ISPs were. I mean, like we all knew that somebody ultimately provided our internet, but the fact that there's like maybe a dozen in the whole country that really have the power over the whole internet, that's a problem. Like everyone talks about the, uh, or I guess people on my end of the somewhat conspiracy right-wing section of the world, uh, you know, we talk about the six companies that own all of media on television and radio. Well, with the way that it was going is that those 12 ISPs were ultimately going to become 10, 8, 6, and we're going to be in the same situation all over again, whereas now we have a possibility of instead of having 12, having 24, having 36, you know, having a, a plethora of different options, specifically in the areas right now where there are there's no competition, like there's already monopolies that sort of exist in the world of Internet because rural rural areas only have one ISP. Now it makes sense and it's financially feasible for somebody to say, I'm going to start an ISP and I'm going to compete against Comcast in this area. Because even if you get, you know, 50% of the business, you're making a lot of money. So somebody's going to decide to try and uh, do that. And uh, I, I think, again, I think it's going to ultimately work out to where instead of it being the way it is, and this is a Steven Crowder idea, is that um, mobile plans kind of like with your cell phone will ultimately be what cable plans and inter or what Internet plans look like. So that if you, you know, if you don't set, if you don't watch a lot of streaming, which I know is not many of you listening, but there is an older population out there that doesn't listen to doesn't watch Netflix. So they shouldn't, frankly, have to pay as much Internet for for Internet as we do if we're sitting here streaming series all day. They're using way less bandwidth. And at the end of the day, they should probably be able to purchase a plan that's more suitable to their needs. And, uh, and instead of subsidizing our use, they could just pay for what they use. And, uh, you know, some people are going to pay more. It's the same thing with the tax plan that we're going to get into in a second. But, um, you know, some people are going to pay more for the for services they use. But those of us that use things moderately are going to pay for what we pay for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we'll continue monitoring. I'm sure we'll talk about it again. I mean, um, and net, net neutrality is still going to be around. Correct me if I'm wrong, Bello. I think until is it until the end of 2018? That is uh, as it's been set up, I believe, but there's already movements within Congress that they're going to try to get this reversed somehow. So it might oh, yeah. get prolonged even longer than that. We're going to be we're going to forget new, new net neutrality as a thing by the time it switches over or doesn't switch over. And again, I don't think anybody's going to notice. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, anything left with with net neutrality before we move on to the next topic? Um, just, you know, don't just, don't just read the first thing that's in your face on Reddit. <laughs> Do a little bit of digging as we always try to say, but, uh, yeah, no, that, that, this thing was just, it was hysterical to me listening to the, the people freaking out about this is the death of the internet. Like, I'm sorry, the whole world revolves around the internet. None of us are going to let the internet die. Okay. Somebody will create another internet. If this internet should die, the, the internet's not going anywhere. It's in a, it's an essential part of our lives at this point. People will always find a way to get onto the internet. Yeah. Internet's not going anywhere at this point. It's entrenched in every society. It's not going anywhere. But um, exactly. But so yeah, let, let's let's move on to the next topic, uh, which is the tax bill. And I'm not. I'm, I'm right. I'm gonna defer to you, Bella. I'm gonna let you kind of take this one over. Um, I have things to say about it, but I know you've been monitoring it a, a way closer than what I have, and you probably have more details on it. Uh, so go ahead and, and give it to us as you've broken it down and, and seen it so far. 
yeah, I, I did break this down into some of uh, some pros and cons because I do want to occasionally try to present both sides of things. But there were things about this plan that I didn't like that most people are going to like that I don't like. So let's let's just get right to it. The corporate tax coming down from 35 percent to 21 percent. This is a big thumbs up for me. This is already, as a matter of fact, showing that corp- companies are going to start paying people more. There's going to be more jobs. There's going to be more money. Yes, in the CEO's pockets, but it will also in turn, if they want to keep their jobs, try to grow their business, hire more people, produce more products, sell more things, and the money keeps moving. And uh, that's that's something. Again, the money moving is a big thing. You're you're the finance guy here, so I'll I'll let you uh, I'll let you fact check me on that towards the end here. But <laughs> I think uh, you know the fact that that money money gets moved when it, uh, money gets taxed when it moves, and as money starts moving through this economy, more and more revenue will ultimately be uh, generated for the government as well as all of us, basically. So I think that's a big move. It moves us into uh, a competitive range with the other industrialized countries in the world. Uh, we were one of, if not the most heavily taxed corporate country in the world. And this brings us back to the middle of the pack. Big thumbs up. Uh, just a, as an example, uh, Ireland, not too long ago, was up near where we were. Actually, I think a little bit higher. And they dropped their corporate tax rate down to like 12% and their GDP growth like tripled over the course of that next 10 years or whatever the case may be. So this this does have like there there is evidence that this works. It's not just a, you know, a trickle down Reaganomics fantasy land. This does does actually work and has worked before. Um, I do like that he got rid of or he they got rid of the individual mandate for Obamacare in 2019. That's part of this as well. It actually needed to be worked in to balance uh, in order to get this through with 51 votes. They needed to have reconciliation, which means that it's not going to add to the deficit in any way. And uh, in in this case, by not having the individual mandate, all of the people that were forced to sign up for Medicaid or they were going to be fined are no longer going to do so in all likelihood. And that's going to save the government a bunch of money. It's also going to be ultimately the death of Obamacare, which is a big thumbs up for me on that one as well, because I, I, again, bring it back to the free market. Same thing with the Internet providers. Same thing with just about everything. The free market will take care of itself. Uh, This this pseudo socialized, subsidized a healthcare system that we were working on and getting even deeper into before President Trump took over, it was never going to lead to good healthcare in this country. It was going to lead to affordable healthcare and universal healthcare, but it was going to be shitty healthcare. And uh, and we were actually already seeing the signs of that towards the tail end of Obama's presidency as the as the life expectancy went down for the first time ever seven years into Obamacare in the United States. So it, it's not a direct correlation, but it's a little piece of evidence. Um, Anything on those points before I move on? No, no, you're good. Go ahead, <laughs> I'm sorry, going, I just don't want to get. I don't want to get too far past anything that you might have. Uh, you might have some some input on. So um, the next thing is my taxes are going down. Yes, me. I'm worried about me. I know that's selfish, but I'm. I am worried about me. My taxes are going down, according to the New York Times, who is not exactly a proponent of this bill. I'm going to save at least a thousand dollars in taxes in 2018. Big thumbs up on that one. Um, Last but not least, simplicity. Now, this is not going to be good for the accountants that work at Jackson Hewitt, Quicken, or H&R Block because 90% of Americans are going to be able to do their taxes on the back of a postcard. This is the simplification of the tax code that we so desperately needed. You should not have to be an accountant in order to do your own taxes. This is going to be very simple. Few check boxes, 
write a few numbers in, send it back to the government. Most of you, or not most of you, but most of the people that are in that tax bracket where they don't pay anything are just going to get this postcard where they're going to check a box, they're going to sign it, and they're going to send it back, and they're not going to have to pay a freaking dime in taxes. And, uh, you know, all of this is going to be so simple. It's going to be it's going to shrink the size of government. We're not going to need as many people in the not that the IRS is part of the government technically, but um, we're not going to need as many people working there. And and all of this is just going to be so much smoother. We're going to get more people to pay their taxes because it's not going to be quite as arduous for them to do so. It, it, it's 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 a, a bunch of pluses all across the board. So that's all of my likes. And um, and then I want to get into some of my dislikes. Um, a few things that I was kind of hoping for, again, with the simplification thing, we're still at seven tax brackets and I realistically wanted to see that come down to at least five. Personally, I'd like there to be one. I think everyone should just pay the same percentage. A percentage is in, is inherently fair. The fact that people who make more money pay a higher percentage is a little bit outrageous to me. But then again, I across the board think taxation is theft. So none of this is really good with me. Um, <laughs> speaking well, let, of let's, that, let, before yeah, we move ahead. on, let, let's 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 stop there um, because that is definitely a, a point that I wanted to talk about in this. Um, is, and that is that everyone having a percentage and it being the same across the board. Do you do you think ever that we we'd ever get to that point in in this country? I don't think we will. Um, but there, there's just a lot of merit, and maybe it's just one of those things that makes too much sense from just our standpoint. And you know, they there's people who go to school for shit like this that that whole jobs are to figure out stuff like this. But a, a flat a, a set percentage rate would make a lot of a lot of these problems go away, and a lot of the misunderstanding people have about things like tax reform go away. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's it's look, I think we overcomplicated it to the point to where I don't think it should have been implemented to begin with. Like the income tax wasn't even something our founding fathers wanted. They they had to actually pass an amendment in order for the government to be able to collect income tax. And technically outside of that amendment, there is no law anywhere that actually says you need to pay your taxes. That's neither here nor there. Um, But it's I think, like I said, a percentage is inherently fair and I would get rid of all deductions across the board, even if it's like 15 percent. You pay 15 percent point blank period, no deductions, no this, no that, no child credit, no this, that, and the other thing. You're paying every dollar you make, 15 cents goes to the government. That's fair. That's like the definition of fair. Um, I, 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 again, I kind of don't think we should be taxed at all for anything ever because the government never spends it properly or correctly. And we're still somehow $20 trillion in debt. So why do I keep giving my money to people who are obviously bad at money? Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I don't get that, but yeah, no, I'm, I mean, the, the, the flat thing is something that's been floated around forever. I don't think we'll ever see it, but mm, like I said, if we could get down from seven tax brackets to five, maybe three, we're taking a few steps closer and that that would be progress as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I agree with you there, but go ahead and continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. No, no. By all means, man, it's your show. Um, <laughs> so uh, the, speaking of theft, like I said, the death tax, apparently that won't die. That is still going to be very much part of our uh, of our lives moving forward. They have doubled the exemption, so it's going to affect less people, although those people are already pretty wealthy to begin with. So I don't think anybody necessarily feels all that bad for them. Um, but you know, th- this is another thing that the government thinks that they could tax you your entire life. And then when they die, they think they could take 50% of your stuff after the fact it's insane. Like it's, it's actual theft. There's no, they have no right to that money. You earned it. They did not. And yet they feel entitled to it. Um, I, I just think that's outrageous, but, uh, I, that was one of the things I was hoping was going to come out and it, and it didn't, unfortunately, they weren't able to swing that one, uh, mostly because of the reconciliation thing. If they had 60 votes, they might've been able to yank it out of there. 
Um, last but not least here, as far as dislikes, um, these, these changes are not permanent. 2025, all of this goes back to the way it was. Now, Congress can most certainly extend this, and it's going to be very, very hard for anyone to run on a platform of we're going to let this slide and we're going to let your taxes go right back up. So it, it's, it's politically advantageous for them to kind of leave it hanging there. Because 2025 will also be right after Trump's second term, in all likelihood. Um, so, you know, then then whoever's going to be running for for that next election after that is going to have to address this. And no one's going to win an election saying we're going to raise your taxes. It just it just doesn't happen. Everyone has to lie about it until they get in office, and then they raise your taxes. Um, but yeah, so so I think that's uh, that's sort of a a bummer from the aspect of if you're a company and you're looking at this new suite corporate tax rate that America's kicking out over there. It's going to be hard for you to come here and settle down knowing that in eight years you might have to move again if that corporate tax goes back up. And um, yeah, like like I said, that's an issue for me. Although, again, that was part of the reconciliation. They had to do it that way in order to get it through with 51 votes. And um, last but not least, I guess actually this is more of a joking one, but I'm I'm not looking forward to the CNN headlines about how Trump hates accountants because after <laughs> again after the simplicity of all this, you know, it's gonna be. I thought it was all about jobs. Well, yeah, they can find jobs other places. They're accountants. They're skilled labor. They can find it. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but that will be the narrative for at least a week on some leftist media sources. I, I, I'm not even going down that rabbit hole. I had something to say about that, but I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let that go because yeah, the, these news headlines. I, I, I'm seriously, I'm thinking about having a whole episode on like taking news headlines that people like blow up and go off on social media, and then pointing out exactly how they were completely fucking wrong and just idiotic <laughs> things to people like it, it's it happens so much more often now like how, how many times a week bello do you think you see someone tweeting something out a news headline or a splash headline and they didn't even read the fucking article to find out that the headline really was just meant to entice a reaction out of people oh more often than not i would say i mean especially on my facebook feed like i get i get tagged in and shared what is blatantly fake news all the time not cnn fake news like legitimate like third fourth party the you know bob's newshed.com like articles and i'm like really like people are actually sharing these things like even, they don't even look legitimate but they see a headline they like and they say oh you know hillary, hillary clinton's actually a shape-shifting reptilian so i'm gonna share this on facebook and i'm like all right i mean i, I would read that article don't get me wrong but i wouldn't believe much of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean read it of course but yeah yeah anyway i digress i digress <laughs> um so the, the tax bill um of course you know our listeners are running how how does it affect, affect them so just based off your research if you know if you don't it's fine um and I, and I know I'm, I'm questioning you like like you're one of the accountants working for trump but i know you and i trust your research um just 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 <laughs> <laughs> just the 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 normal minimum wage well not minimum wage but mid-class american citizen just in lamest how is this going to affect them going forward when 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 this comes to pass what's the biggest change they're going to see if any right off the book well i'm i mean for most like most middle class families if you have children your tax deduction for your children just doubled so you're going to get back twice the amount of money i think it went from 1000 to 2000 or something along those lines so you're getting you're getting twice as much money back as a deduction for each of 
your children, not just one child, all of them. So in your case, you're, you're, you're looking pretty good. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we got, uh, all, all of the other, um, things that I guess people will notice right away is that you will see as sorry, sorry about that. Uh, sorry. As soon as 2018 in February, you will start to see your paychecks getting larger because there will be less of a deduction taken from them. Um, and, and I mean, that's going to hit home right away. As far as the numbers go, I will, I'll, I'll refer again to that, to that New York times article. They have a nice spray chart there. It breaks down everything anyone, any possible combination. If you're single, if you're married, you've got multiple kids, you've got no kids, you've got, um, you know, X amount of income. They, they really do a good job of breaking it down. And 80% of people are going to see a decrease in the amount of taxes that they pay, which, you know, 80% of people being satisfied by a particular legislation is, is nothing to sneeze at. That's very rare. That doesn't happen all the time. Um, so the 20% of people that will see an increase in their taxes, largely the wealthy, uh, they're going to pay more in their extremely high property tax. They're going to pay more uh, because there is actually kind of like a secret eighth tax bracket that they're going to pay a little bit extra on some of the some of the uh, I think it's the first million in income that they have once they get above that threshold for that tax bracket uh, to be in that seventh tax bracket. So uh, like like a guy like Ben Shapiro, who we always obviously reference, um, he's paying 37 percent tax plus 10 percent state tax plus that additional little tax. He's going to be paying almost 50 percent tax as a wealthy person who lives in California. And uh, that includes all of Hollywood. So good. Um, but <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that that's I think most people are going to notice as soon as February, you're going to see a couple extra bucks in your paycheck. It's not going to be life changing. Like you're not going to be able to to move into a bigger home or buy a much nicer car. But again, this is money. The government should have never been taking from you in the first place. And you're getting some of it back. It's not enough, but you're getting some of it. And that's better than none of them. Well, I mean, and and that's that's basically what um, and I'll put a link to that to that spray chart um, in the description of this for anyone who wants to check it out, because I mean, at the end of the day, um, once everyone reads all the, the crazy articles and the concerns about this tax reform and here's the negative and positive, it all boils down to how it's going to affect you. And I just brought it up myself. This is a great chart, people. Um, it, it makes it very clear and it outlines a lot of a lot of the things here. Bello has just said so. Definitely check out uh, the link. It's going to be in the description here. Uh, but but continue, Bill. I'm sorry. No, that I mean that's more or less it for my my grandstanding. I guess as far as the tax bill. Other than I want to dispel one myth about this tax plan. Not only that it's not a thing for the rich, because I think I already touched on that already. But the myth about this adding 1.5 trillion dollars to our deficit. First and foremost, that's being calculated by the Congressional Budget Office, who is literally wrong about everything. These are the people that told us that our premiums were going to come down as a result of Obamacare, and yet they've at least doubled in most in most states since that in the inception of that legislation, um, and and a whole litany of other just blunders that they've made across the board. It's a very biased, very political animal within a political animal being. Congress and uh, they, you know, the CBO, it'll say what it wants to say when it's convenient for them to say it. They didn't like this tax plan. So they were going to talk about this one point five trillion dollars. However, the, all the numbers that they crunch to determine that one point five trillion dollars assumes zero economic growth. So that doesn't take into account all the money that's now going to come back on the shores because there is a part of this legislation that pays a one low time uh, that makes people pay a one one time low tax on repatriating money. So if you had a boatload of money in a corporation overseas and you bring it back here because you're going to try and start, you know, start building a, a company here or rebuilding your company here, you're going to pay a low fee and that could generate trillions of dollars in and of itself, depending on the kind of money that comes back here. Um, I, I obviously Trump 
will inflate all these numbers, but he personally had projected somewhere between three and five trillion dollars of money coming back. Um, in addition to the fact, as I mentioned earlier, as money moves, it gets taxed. So as you have a couple more bucks in your pocket, now you're paying a little bit more in income tax. You're paying a little bit more. Um, you're, you're, well, you're going to be paying less in income tax, but you're ultimately going to be making more money now because the corporate taxes come down. So you might actually pay more in taxes, but you'll still net more money. And that's going to create more revenue for the United States government. And that's ultimately going to start chipping away into that $1.5 trillion of debt that they think will be created by this plan. And uh, there, don't don't get me wrong. There is a $1.5 trillion like absence of money because all of this corporate tax got cut. But again, it's going to build. We're going to have more companies here paying that 21%. We're going to have more people making more money, spending more money. And even if worst case scenario, all the CEOs just give themselves a bunch of bonuses and they don't hire a soul, those CEOs are still going to go buy houses. They're going to go buy yachts. They're going to buy groceries. And all of that stuff is manufactured by the little guy that's ultimately going to need a paycheck. So the money will move. The economy will grow. And uh, and I, I think the one point five trillion dollars of debt being thrown around, particularly by Democrats that just sat around and let our our debt double from 10 trillion to 20 trillion over the last eight years. That's sort of laughable. It's a little bit what about there. But at the same time, like, why are you suddenly concerned about the deficit? <laughs> the party of spending money is all of a sudden concerned about the deficit. It just drives me nuts. So, um, yeah. So that's my myth buster of the week for the tax. Plan. <laughs> I, 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 I feel you on that. Look, the debt increase is something that I think a lot of people, no one paid attention to. No one at all really cared because they were so caught up in in everything else and now that trump is in office and he's did something with the tax reform um yeah, yeah you know my issues with with trump bella you know i'm i i i'm not a trump supporter like you are which is fine that that but i i don't hate everything the guy does just because trump's name's on it and a lot of people who who get into that like the they immediately hear trump and they get into emotional reaction and yes the guy does some a lot of just fucking like what what the hell are you doing we've had many discussions about this bellow but the oh, one yeah. thing the one thing that not many people can say anything about is the guy knows his money it's true and, so, and and i mean that that's just you can't you can't argue that the guy knows how to make money he knows how to how to make stuff happen um so you know as as much as he does need to stay off twitter in my opinion as much as i have issues with some of his 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 political happenings like the the if if he doesn't do anything if i don't if i don't have trust in trump to do anything else in office i do have trust that he will find a way to eliminate some of our debt a lot of it so that that's i just wanted to end it on that well i wanted to say that is there anything else uh that you want to say bello no, actually, I do want to kind of piggyback on that just a tad, though, is that the the this is something I've had to explain to my dad very much like you. He's he's a bit more on the Trump supporting side of things, but he, too, can't handle the Twitter and like all these other things. So I'm having this conversation with him the other day and I go, Dad, this is where the Twitter wins for him. He's looking at me sideways like, what are you talking about? I go, every company that takes this 14 percent tax cut that they just got and puts that money right into their CEO's pocket is going to get fucking berated on Twitter. If you think there's any coincidence that Boeing was one of the first companies to jump to the front of the line and give out the bonus, it's not. That's because they know firsthand what Trump's Twitter rots. And he, before he even got into office, was getting on Boeing about about 
cost uh, about uh, charging the U.S. government too much money for a future Air Force One model. He got that stuff cut down before he even took the oath of office. He will do the same to every American company that doesn't hire and expand their business and just tries to take this money and put it in their back pockets. Trust me on this one that the Twitter is going to come into play and it's actually going to help for once. Well, we'll 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 see. We'll see. I'm um, I'm keep I keep an open mind with everything, and not just Trump. Like any, even when I hate shit that people do, I always I always try to keep an open mind about it, and then I demolish it after the fact. So, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 no, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm I'm with this podcast. I'm I'm learning slowly to to be more open and receptive. And like I said, this is this part is not about Trump at all. This is just Hayes's personal journey. Um. And and sometimes you have to listen to the idiots to at least know where the idiots are coming from. So then, hey. you, can, so then you can attack it that much more. I'm not talking about. That's why I said this is not about Trump. I promise you that comment was not about Trump. It was just in general, like even even in wrestling. You know, we have a wrestling podcast. Seriously, there's some people who spit out some ridiculously stupid shit in the wrestling Twitter Twitter atmosphere. But if you hear it. And you listen and you see where they're coming from. The next idiot that comes around, you already know how to how to attack it. That's all I'm saying. That's true. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good way of looking at things. Yeah. And um, I guess I, before we wrap all this up here, I want to apologize for being such a just hardened and obnoxious Trump supporter. But I do feel it's important for and, and this is part of the reason why you bring me on. So I assume you think it's important as well. I think it's important for people to hear somebody reasonable, at least somewhat reasonable, try to try to explain these things, because frankly, even the Republicans are not very good at explaining the benefits of this bill. Uh, it's only until I start doing some some deep dives and doing some serious like hours upon hours of YouTube and and articles and all that kind of stuff that I finally find people that are good at at wording the positive things about this. None of them are on CNN or MSNBC or, and very few of them write for the New York Times. And if those are the outlets that you're looking at, I totally understand why you think this tax bill is an evil attack on the poor man uh, because that's all you're hearing. And so I hope you gave this a listen and I hope you it took something away from it in addition to the fact that I'm a, I'm, I'm a well-spoken, charming, and wonderful human being. <laughs> uh, I, like the, I like what you did there, Bella. <laughs> that, that's, no, but I mean, th- that is important. Like I, I do have you on because I know that your opinion is not going to be popular across many of my listeners, but I've also heard feedback that a lot of people, uh, listeners have heard what you've had to say research and be like, Oh, well he did make a good point there. They may still fundamentally, fundamentally disagree with, with your support of, of Trump, but you do make good points outside of that support. And, you know, I, I, I have you on for that. Sometimes people need to hear things that they don't agree with so that they can learn from it. Um, but I, one thing I will not take, and this this is I've been waiting to address this for a while. But I'm glad you're here. This is one thing that I will not take is Andrew Bello slander, not just because you're my friend, but because I know you. And so for the people who immediately hear oh, he's a Trump supporter, and then want to go on a rant. It's like, did you listen to anything he said? Did you read what he tweeted? Because there's no hate in anything Bellow does. He ha- he states his opinion. He states the reason why he has that opinion, and then he'll defend it if need be. So the fact that I don't like, and you, and you know the situation that I'm talking about, and I won't go into, into mentioning specific, specific names, but what I will say 
is one thing that will not happen on the awakened soul. And that's for anyone. It's slander because anyone else has different views than what you have. That's the point of the awakened soul is to get sit there and get out opinions, two sides of opinions on a very different topics. Like even when we talk movies and we have difference of opinions on it, it's so that people can hear and get both sides of it and then determine or add that into how they feel. And they could hopefully walk away a little more educated. It pisses me off. I've been, I've really wanted to say something about it, but I haven't quite sure how to attack it. But one thing that we won't do for anyone, any of our guests, any of my listeners, any of that, if you use the hashtag awakened soul, it's not to slander or talk shit or put down anyone else's way of talking. There's the, the point of conversation. People confuse the point of conversation with being, Oh, I, I'm going to walk away from this so that my point is right. It's stating two different sides of something and then walking away with understanding. It's cool not to agree, but it's not cool to try to put somebody down. That, 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 that's all I have to say. And then I, I don't want to get too preachy on that. No, man, man, that's, that was well said. And I appreciate the support as always and appreciate the platform. And I appreciate anybody who has ever listened to me on the awakened soul. And maybe even if they didn't agree with a single word I ever had to say, if they listened to it, tried to understand it and then said, no, this guy's an idiot. That's that's fine. That's far more than I expect from most people. So it, it is great to have these kinds of conversations. It's great to have a platform to to try to not quite enlighten a few people, but at least expose people to to the other side, to the fact that, you know, the Republicans, not that I'm one necessarily, but the people on the right in general we're not all a bunch of evil tiki torch waving racists. Like we, we, we're reasonable people. We pay taxes. We work jobs. We have kids just like you. We don't want to see people die. But at the end of the day, we can't save everybody. And I think I came to a realization recently. And and again, I'm not necessarily a Republican, but I, I guess I tend to ally with them on occasion just because they, they have to share a lot of views with me. Um, but they also have no spine whatsoever up until this week. So good for them for finally growing one. And um, I, I just I say to myself that Democrats are constantly they want to give you stuff. And that's cool. I'd take stuff if they could give me good stuff. They could give me free education and free health care and it was quality. I'd be all for it, but it can't be done. And I think that's why things, quote, never get done under the Republicans. They, they couldn't pass a bill for almost an entire year. I think it's because a lot of the times a Republican's job is to not do anything, is to just stop the Democrats from giving away the farm. And, 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 you know, at the end of the day, this was, as was net neutrality, a blow, a push back in the direction of the people. We got less regulation on the internet. We got less money taken out of our pockets. And when you find a government that is willing to relinquish its own power, it is most certainly one at least worth respecting. And that's, that's part of why I'm, I'm, I'm just in love with everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks with Jerusalem, with, with the tax cut, with net neutrality. It, it's it's feeling great again and i'm 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 digging it well, there you go man i want to thank you as always for joining you know brothers in arms and all that good shit there uh tell the people where they can find you well you could find me if you want to talk about the lighter stuff at wwp and bellow that's wrestling marvel comedy music all that kind of stuff find me over there but if you want to talk you want to get down into the doldrums of this political world that we live in you could find me at the andrew bellow that's th to the e a n to the d r e w b e l o if you dare hayes thank you as always <laughs> thank you bellow uh we're gonna go ahead and tell the people good night and we'll see you guys on the other side peace Front. 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 Front.
wanna smoke weed, but the reefer's all gone. And somebody had the nerve to take the herb out of the doobie ashtray. Why they do me that way? What you gonna do when your friends go home and you wanna drink a beer, but your ends all gone? Somebody had the nerve to take the herb up out my doobie ashtray. Why they do me that way? You probably don't have a big old house on the hill. But if you did, just imagine how would it feel if your phone got disconnected, no cash, your gas cut off, and the gal that you had that was helping just stepped the fuck off. She took the kid, the dog, and the kitty, and everybody know you're at a low, they feel pity, and what's really fucked up is now you're just normal, no more hoes, no more clothes, can't go to the show cause it's formal, and you wonder why, 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 and you resort to getting high. But damn, you can't find your stash And you never took the time to ask yourself What you gonna do when the people go home And you wanna smoke weed but the reefer's all gone And somebody had the nerve to take the herb out of the doobie 